Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Matthew Stiva from ArticulateMarketing.com. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted to be here, Seth. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So tell us a little bit, uh, catch us up. What is Articulate Marketing and what do you do? Okay. Well, we are a specialist marketing agency for companies that uh, sell to other companies, B2B, uh, uh, in the technology space. So we work with four multinationals like Dell Technologies, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, Microsoft, um, all the way down to our smallest client has uh, three people. What distinguishes them all is B2B technology, uh, ambition, and the uh, genius foresight to work with us. Of course, of course. (laughs) So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Well, I, I used to run a computer games company, um, and I sold it in 2000. And uh, on that. Well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> the, the glory has long since faded. But um, I, I spent a couple of years after that as a, as a sort of dilettante writer, journalist, freelance journalist. So I was writing sort of all kinds of interesting things and following my passion. Um, writing about technology. So I wrote for Wired and Popular Science and people like that. Um, And it was quite fun, but it was hard work. You had to pitch ideas all the time and you had to kind of constantly research and think about things and, you know, try and find an editor who would take your, take your work. And then one day I got in, I was doing an article for somebody about R&D labs. So I went to MIT's media lab. I went to Microsoft lab. I went to all these different labs and and, and so on. And I went to a Microsoft lab in Cambridge in in the UK and met these Microsoft people who were brilliant, wonderful, clever. And they rang me up a week later and said, would you write something for us? And I went, yeah, sure. Why not? And it turned out writing for companies paid hugely better than writing for magazines. They really appreciated what I could do because they didn't have a lot of writers. And um, it was a lot easier. You know, I didn't have to pitch 10 ideas to get one published. They just came to me and, hey, can you write something about this? I went, yes. So from that random serendipitous meeting uh, at Microsoft Labs in Cambridge in about 2002, 2003, I thought, okay, I'll write for businesses. And that was when articulate marketing happened. So it was just happy chance, really. Well, that's wonderful, happy chance. So you started writing for businesses. Tell me how that worked. Well, you know, it's the 
it has always been and still is the same process really as if you're if you're writing for a magazine a former editor of mine said you've got to earn the reader's sort of trust and interest and engagement with the headline with the stand first with the first sentence the first paragraph you've got to keep them turning the page and looking at what you're writing how do you do that you do that by deeply researching and understanding what you're writing about finding something interesting to say and then imaginatively understanding what the audience needs, wants, will find interesting. So in, in the world of marketing, you know, you've got to talk to uh, people about their issues in their language and position the thing you are selling in that context. Um, there's a wonderful quote by Jason Fried from Basecamp. He said, there's a huge difference between quotes, this is what our product does, and quotes, this is what you can do with our product, right? And Absolutely. and. and it's the difference between those two things is the imaginative leap that a journalist has to make to understand their subject and understand their audience. So it's the same, but different. Same, but different. Absolutely. So how did you get from writing for companies to kind of the evolution of where articulate marketing is now? Well, so that of course was still me being almost 20 years ago, a, a, a single entrepreneur. And today, Articulate's nearly 20 people. And we, you know, we have a, like a, a growing and ambitious organization and business. Um, so how did I get from that, from that to here? We still write a lot. Um, there's a team of writers and we have an editor. Um, but we've added to that website development and we've added to that marketing strategy and we have added to that HubSpot so HubSpot marketing automation using that technology platform. Um, my um, curious nature is I'm always interested in kind of the next thing. I geek out about stuff a lot. I always want to find what, what, what. so uh, each, each of those increments really is sort of driven by a curiosity and a fascination and a, sometimes a little bit of opportunistically reacting to what I think clients want or what they've asked me to do. So, you know, it was a very easy step from doing copywriting to doing website development, for example, because, you know, you, you need the payload, but you also need the missile to deliver it, right? Um, so that, that, that's how it's evolved, I think. Um, I, can I tell you a little story about technology? Please. Um, so I'm, I'm a great believer in finding the right little thing or the big thing that's going to change the way you work. I think Marshall McLuhan said, first we make the tools and then the tools make us. I'm really interested in finding the right tools. So when I was setting up um, doing computer game design and it was you know back in you know, crikey 1991 or something when I started and I had my first couple of employees, Canon came out with a thing like a gigantic printer that could do scanning in color and printing in color for about three and a half thousand pounds at the time, which now you can buy them for 50 quid. But, um, and the whole of that games company was launched off the back of a Canon CLC 10. It was the right piece of technology at the right time. This is what you can do with our product, right? I could launch a computer games business off the back of being able to send Maxis and electronic arts, these amazing color proposals. So I'm always trying to figure out what the next thing is. I th and I think HubSpot's been a bit like that. HubSpot is a tool that you can do things with. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated and curious about what the next one is. Absolutely. So you, you're working with some incredibly large and well-known business-to-business companies. Some of those are household names. How do you get in the door at a company like that? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It probably helps if you start by knocking on their door going, I'm writing an article for the UK's leading business magazine. Can I come and look at your lab? Um, and it took me a long time to realize the incredible privilege of being a freelance journalist writing for Wired or whoever. Um, you know, I, I interviewed um, Sergey Brin at Google. I interviewed, I went, to, I went and flew on the NASA, NASA space shuttle simulator. You know, I, I couldn't do that as a civilian. So that probably is one way in. Um, I think, though, selling now to large companies, it's very much actually still an exercise in building personal relationships connecting with people as individuals. It's very easy to look at you know, Microsoft and go, it's this monolithic, you know, no, no, no. Microsoft is made of people. There's people in there. You just got to find the, the one that owns your problem or sorry, owns a problem you can solve, I should say. And that's no different from selling to a small business where you might be talking to the owner manager who owns the problem. And typically in Microsoft or in any of these big companies, they've got relatively small teams of marketing managers who are looking to outsource the actual delivery of the work. They need people to get the stuff done. And it's always been the case, I think, that they've struggled to find, you know, they've got big multinational marketing agencies signed up, agencies of record. And, and typically they are not very good at copywriting. So they've got this problem of finding good copy, good copywriting. So that's always been something that has been, uh, so find the need, find the person, make your pitch. It's the same whatever size of company, but don't think of multinationals as, as, as uh, they're, they're probably easier to deal with than small companies, in my experience. That's great advice. You've achieved so much success for not only growing the company to a team of 20 plus, that's incredible, but also on behalf of your clients, what's your biggest challenge now? So, yes, I'm constantly reminded of it. We are in a transition as a business. There's a, 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 an article in Harvard Business Review from ages ago about the five stages of small business growth. And it talks about businesses going through cataracts of change as they grow. Um, and I've gone through the one person to five person change, right? I've, I've hired people and I grew and we survived. There's another change that comes at around 15 to 30 people. And I went through it at Intelligent Games and we're going through it now at Articulate, where you, you move from being, how can I put it, heroic individual leadership, entrepreneur, I'm the boss and I know everything, follow me, charge, right, to you guys are my management team and you're going to have this responsibility and you're going to have this responsibility and you're going to own those numbers and I'm going to manage you as a team and you are going to, you are going to be heroic team of leaders, right? So this, this move from being an individual entrepreneur to being mm, first amongst equals, chairman of the board, leader of leaders, all of that sort of thing. So that's a real challenge for me because I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. And I geek out about things and I like knowing things and I'm a bit of a control freak. And it's a challenge for us as the business because we're trying really hard to promote people from within. So as I'm on a journey to become a better leader and manager, they are also, most of the management team have come from fairly, not, I mean, they've been with the company a long time, but they've risen through the ranks. Um, as Napoleon said, every, every private soldier's got a, a field marshal's baton in his backpack, right? But 
And we, we also hired a really, really world-class experienced CFO who has been bringing a lot of, you know, big company discipline into the business. And I think that's been tremendously helpful. Um, so I'm learning a lot from her. We've got a mentor uh, who I work with who, who used to, uh, well, used to work at a very big tech company and brings a lot of experience. So we're, we're going through that. We're trying to grow up, trying to professionalize the management of the business. Hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I am going from a place where I enjoyed, enjoy still geeking out about technology and finding a thing that works. And I'm now finding a lot of pleasure and satisfaction when I can engineer a process or I can create a result or an outcome by indirectly through through my team or by bringing in some new way of doing something so what i what i'm sort of exploring is this idea of can i can i be a bit of a geeky engineer with management and leadership in the way that historically i've been a geeky engineer about software or programming or technology or game design or you know whatever writing whatever the thing is that i was individually interested in and that 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 sustains me quite a lot i enjoy i enjoy that so i get a lot of pleasure when i see something work and i didn't when i caused it to happen but i didn't do it absolutely what does a success look like for you what's a win what does a client say that lets you know that you got them results and that you did a great job how do you know you won <laughs> well uh, uh, with marketing these days there, there's a lot of data and you can you can do quite a lot of attribution and reporting and if a client will let us we can we can put in sensors and data for the whole marketing and sales funnel I say let us because it's quite a big job and there's quite a lot of things that have to happen. And there's, you know, not every client is ready for that. Um, so that's one part of it. But there's another part of it that's enormously satisfying. So we 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 measure we with our OKRs um awards submissions, because we can control that, but awards one, we measure um uh, uh, net promoter score for clients. We measure um references, um, you know, reviews on on various sites. And we measure and we track referrals. So when a client kind of refers us or when somebody leaves one company, goes to work for another company and hires us and all of those things, they give me enormous pleasure and enormous satisfaction because it means, you know, if someone gives us a reference or gives us a case study or gives us an award or hires us when they go to their new company, they're happy with our work. They're enjoying it. And we had a really good case of this last week where um, somebody had actually been fired, not for for cause, but, but they had a big restructuring from one company. He went and got a job at another company two, three weeks later and immediately rang us up and said, I need you guys to come and solve this problem. And I, you know, because you've got to, well, he was very, he was said some very nice and flattering things. I'm not here to toot my own horn, but that, that last week, that was the best thing that happened to me last week. It made me enormously proud. Um, and it wasn't my doing. It was the result of all the work that the team had done for him. So you know, but it made me proud of them. Absolutely. Would, would make me proud too. How do you make sure now that you're a team of 20, you mentioned the growing up and professionalizing, how do you make sure everyone's doing the right thing for the right client at the right time, the right way? Well, okay. How much time have we got? Um, <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think 
that that is part of the growing up. Let me let me describe the sort of happy cafe discussion we would have in a year's time if we succeed in this. So happy cafe is we're sitting in we're, we're having the next podcast. You know, I'm you're asking me in a year's time how did it go? Um, I think we have documented all our routine processes to the point where it's relatively easy for a newcomer to consistently replicate them without you know being handheld. I think that we have got all of our learning paths and training de- development stuff sorted out. You know, we have a lot of commitment to that. We're doing a lot of work, but you as a, an employee can go to the internet and see what your career path might look like, what training you need to take the next step, and then go do it because it's available and it's planned out. Um, and the last piece, I think there are lots of pieces, but the last piece I'll mention is um, we are... Uh, we made a big change in our project management. And it's almost there. But in a year's time, if we've got it right, I will be able to go to uh, my internet portal and I will be able to see the work that is in my next sprint and the sprint after that. I will have the effort required to do that. We don't work on timesheets. We do it at a different measure of output. But I'll be able to see that effort and I'll know that I've been assigned a good amount of work, but not too much and not too little because all of that sort of workload planning is in place. And I know that I'm going to be recognized for the work that I'm doing and, and I'm be able, I'll be able to effortlessly project manage my work as an individual. But then as you go up through the the, the account management client partner team and up to the, the, the man, senior leadership team, we'll be able to see that data aggregated up and rolled up across the whole company. So we'll see workload, we'll see activity, we'll see output. And, and be able to view it without having to go through hoops and spreadsheets and Power BI. It'll all just be easy. Um, so a little bit of data-driven insight into all of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. For our folks watching or listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go? Okay. So if you want to know more about marketing and articulate mar- marketing, as you said, articulatemarketing.com. Um, there's a lot of good resource there on our blog and our webinars for anyone who's interested in marketing. Um, if you're interested in this leader's journey that I'm going on, I blog about it at geekboss.com. And that's just me writing about management and Lego. I will have to check that out. I am interested as well. Uh, thanks again for your time. We greatly appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.